This is Jenny. This is Christian. And you're listening to Shaped. Well, welcome back to Shaped. We are so excited to be with you here again. Jenny, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm having such a good fall so far. Yeah. How are you doing, Christian? I'm doing really good, too. I love the fall. Yeah. I feel like, you know, some years you don't actually get that good of, like, leave change mm-hmm. time. This year, oh, good, man. you know, beautiful thing. Were they nice leaves in Shenandoah? Yeah, Meg and I went up to Shenandoah last weekend, and the leaves were awesome. Mm. Um, we've had times where we've gone up there in the fall, and it's just all gone already, but mm-hmm. this time, wow. they were really good. They are super awesome. good. Speaking of fall, we're in, <laughs> we are recording this just a few days before the spookiest day of the year, the scariest day of the year, <laughs> Halloween, and it's going to come out on November 1st. And so we thought in this very scary season, we would talk Mm -hmm. about a very scary practice for us, (laughs) the practice of confession. Um, One of our our practices that I would say is kind of scary for us in our culture today. But just to get us going, Jenny, like what would you say? How would you describe what confession, the practice of confession is? Mm-hmm. Yep. I would say confession is one of the spiritual practices that Christians follow. Um, so it kind of stretches back generations and generations of the Lord's people all the way back to really the beginning um, of his relationship with them, of them coming before the Lord and us coming before the Lord and saying, these are the ways that I have fallen short, that I have left things undone, that I have sinned against you, that I've misused or mistreated. Um, and just asking him, okay, God, take these things from me, this confession of our sins, and then restore me back to you. Um, so this returning to him, this restoring, this like even in very specific ways coming before God and also coming before other people with our wrongdoings in an effort of healing, of um, desiring closeness with him, of desiring restoration in the relationships around us. So it in a sense is between us and the Lord, but it also is a communal practice. So we do this amidst the believing bodies. We confess very literally to the people around us. Um, as we do it. So I feel like that's a little bit about confession. What would you add to that, Christian? I mean, no, I think that pretty well sums it up. It's like kind of just an opening ourselves up um, in a way, kind of coming before the Lord fully open to um, the things that he might point to in us that are not as he intends them to be, that are still defined by our brokenness um, and and laying those before him as saying, here's the thing that's broken in me. God, would you, would you make it better? Mm -hmm. Um, here's the thing, a place that I'm like in rebellion against you. Would you correct me? Would you lead me in your way? Um, and yeah, I I totally agree. Like, you know, there, we talk about the disciplines and in various ways, um, and confession falls under this category of corporate discipline. So certainly there's value in us confessing to God, but even more so confessing to other people. I think maybe we get into that a little bit as we go forward, but why do we confess? What's, what's the point? Mm -hmm. So we get like, this is what we do, but why? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it kind of comes back to that piece of, of real like healing and transformation through confession. um, Where I think there may have been times, I know I've experienced this of confessing something and just experiencing um, 
like even more guilt or maybe a sense of shaming in that process. But instead, like right confession is this way of saying, this is where I've missed the mark. This is where I've left, um, maybe left God behind or overlooked someone else. And so I think that sense of the way God can work in our life isn't just that we would one day go to heaven, but we believe he is in the process of restoring us and restoring the people around us. And so there's a real way that God can transform us. And even the way we think about ourselves and even our memories, like there can be healing brought um, brought through that practice of confession. Um, so yeah, I think just restoring ourselves to him and to other people what are yeah what are some things you'd add to that no i mean i think that's pieces of why we do it yeah i mean i think that's i think it's really well said that kind of um you know there wouldn't be much point in in confessing things to god and confessing things to others if we didn't believe that like through that god would Mm. transform us you know that there wouldn't be much point if it was just sort of this guilt-based thing. And I think a lot of times when we think about confession and perhaps maybe some of you have even experienced the practice of confession in the church that, that can be very hurtful. that can be very guilt and shame based. Um, there are ways that we get this kind of twisted up, but when we keep that sort of thing that you're saying there at the forefront of our minds of, of God's desire to, to make us whole, um, God's desire to heal, um, to give us the best life that there is. There's a piece of that that it's not just about us stepping into certain things, but us having to step out of things that we've done, of ways that we think, of ways that we feel. So kind of being unwound before the Lord. Um, and that's not always the easiest thing in the world. We like to be able to think about, okay, here's what I need to do. And maybe we recognize it's because we're not doing something well. We need to do this better or whatever. But I think to be able to to look at our brokenness and then to let God get into that place, um, put his hands on on that place. I think about confession a lot like I think about um, healing from like an injury. Like mm-hmm. um, when I was in high school, I tore my labrum in my shoulder and um, eventually like I had to have surgery and when I had surgery, like the next day, like my shoulder was just totally, it was so tight. Like Mm -hmm. because of the surgery, there was like a ton of sort of swelling and damage. There had been damage done through the surgery. Right. And everything was very tight. And over time, like that next day I had to go to physical therapy and I like over time it kind of loosened it up. I think like when we see things in us that are, are broken, that places of failure, of weakness, of sin, um, of evil in us, our tendency is to kind of be like my shoulder after that and just kind of clamp down. And it's like, this is a, a hurt place and I need to protect it. Um, and so the act of confession is almost like physical therapy. It's like a, it's a loosening mm-hmm. of that space so that new blood can get in there. Because as long as things are swelled up, we can't have this new blood that gets in and, and actually does the healing. Everything is kind of tightened down. And for those of you who might know more about biology out there, I don't know if I'm describing this terribly accurately, but that I think it works. But the, the new blood gets in there as we confess, as we share with others, um, the things that are broken in us. Um, so I think like that piece of it feels 
feels really important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I know that like I've been someone and I've shared a lot about like just <laughs> personal failures over the years, whether it's on the podcast or um, around the NLCF. But one of the things that I have been that I've done a lot in the midst of failing in the midst of lying a lot and all kinds of stuff is I would go to the Lord every day. God, forgive me. I feel awful about this. I need to not be this way. And I would like kind of, that would make me feel a little bit better, but then I would just continually go back to it. And the cycle was never broken until I would go and share it with the people around me. And so I think like, even though that's a scary, scary thing, um, there's a like, a means of God extending his grace to us, of his grace becoming real to us and having flesh and blood hands laid on us literally. Um, when we confess that if we're not willing to do that, we're just kind of robbing God of a way that he can heal us, that he can, that he can actually take away the guilt and the shame that we feel. So Mm. yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like, Something that you're talking about, Christian, just makes me wonder, like, wonder about the question of, I think, like, we've both edged up on it, Mm -hmm. but just to ask super plainly, like, why would we even confess to a God who is Mm all-knowing? You know, like, we aren't informing him of of new information. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think that's super fair. Um, I think, like, a lot of times when we talk about God being all-knowing, you know, we're trying to point to God being really powerful, and that's good. What it can accidentally do in the process of that is essentially de- depersonalize God. So where he's very distant, he's like so far over and above what we're happening. And that's not the picture of the Lord that we get in the Bible where it's like God is in it. He wants to be in it with us. I, I think we don't, honestly, I don't think that we've even begun to grasp just how relational the Lord wants to be. Mm-hmm. And so this is a space where, yes, God knows, but we're opening ourselves up as we share with him and as we share with others our own brokenness. We're opening ourselves up for him to actually get in there and meet us in the midst of it, not to kind of be distant and look at it from on high and say, oh, look at all these things that mm-hmm. are jacked up in you, but to to be a father to us, to get in there and 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 care. And we get to experience that on a really personal level that I think is hard to see without having done it. I don't know. Like, would you add anything Mm -hmm. to that? No, I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. I feel like the practice of confession, um, really does draw out that personalness of the Lord. And I think to see those attributes too, in the folks that I regularly confess to, and I think to, to experience that level of, of grace and forgiveness from other people, as someone that is deeply perfectionistic, mm-hmm. I think can really change the level of forgiveness I have towards myself. Um, and even to have just this like interplay, interconnection of like the more, like the act of confession just reminds me like I am the chief of all sinners. Mm-hmm. And so I think to have that um, just internal direction allows like prayerfully for forgiveness to flow from me and for forgiveness to flow towards me um, as I experience that from the yeah, Lord and yeah. from other people. Are there things that you feel like this has been helpful for me to hold on to as I like give myself to this regular practice of confession? Like 
truths or ways about going about that confession that you feel like this has been really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think as simple as it might sound, the truth of like, God knows I'm exactly human sized Mm. and, and that I like, I'm not behind where he would want me to be and that I can start right where I am. Um, that he's not waiting for a more cleaned up version of me mm, to, yeah. to like want to be with me or to do things through me or um, to meet with me, those kinds of things, just to say I'm, I'm exactly human-sized with all the limits and with all um, of the things wrapped up in that on top of my own mistakes in there too. So, yeah, yeah. I think that's something for me. Totally. I, I totally agree with that. Like, I think... Um, I think that in my mind, we probably all do this to some extent, but like in my mind, I'm thinking like, I have the thought a lot of, I should, or I shouldn't be the way that I am. Like I should be this way. I shouldn't be this way. And I think like confession going into that, like I hold on to the fact that like, I shouldn't expect not to be broken no matter like the fact that I've walked with the Lord for a while or that like I, um, you know, I'm in ministry or whatever. I'm not allowed to be. I don't know. But like, I have to remind myself of that. Like, I shouldn't be surprised that I'm still broken, that the Lord is still in the process of transforming me. And so like that part of it, that like the shame of the, of the should Mm -hmm. can just kind of Mm -hmm. go off the table and there's still guilt about the hurt that I've caused or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, but I think that piece of it can Mm -hmm. come off the table. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That sense of like, I'll never graduate from making mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone else is there too. Right. You know, um, I think like, that's the other thing where it's like, Oh, everyone else seems to have this Mm -hmm. all together. Mm -hmm. And I, so I can't, but the reality is, you know, we live in this community of broken people first and foremost, Mm -hmm. you know, that the Lord has decided in his grace to draw near to anyway. And so that's been something that's been super impactful for me. Absolutely. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't know. Anything else to say about confession? I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah, Yeah, how about for you? Anything standing out, knocking around in your head? Uh, You know, I would just say, like, for me, like, we're going to, in just a second, we're going to kind of go through and do a little bit of a reflective sort of confessional time here together that's meant to be kind of between you and God. And this is a prayer that I pray through um, most days and try and kind of enter into this space of confession just between me and God. Um, and I think that's huge. That's where this starts. But also, I just encourage you to to think about the people that are around you um, and to make this a regular practice, not just something that, Oh, like when something bad happens, I've done something wrong. I feel awful about, I go to them and say, wow, this thing happened. But to even just on a regular basis, you know, like I know for us, we have people in our lives that we're with every week or every couple of weeks that we're able just to say, this is what it's been like for me these past few weeks. And maybe I haven't committed some like crazy egregious sin, like, haven't murdered anybody this week, but not this week anyway, just kidding. But, but to be able to just go to them and say, here are places that are broken in me. And would you come alongside like, Mm -hmm. and and pray with me? Would you forgive me? Even though I know it's not necessarily that I've sinned against them, but like them being able to extend God's forgiveness. So find somebody like that in your life. You don't have to share everything with everybody, but to have 
a couple or three people who you're just regularly saying, here it is. I'm in, in my brokenness. And then maybe also here are things that God seemingly is bringing back to life in me, to restoring to wholeness in me. Um, I think that that kind of just as a practice, as not just something that we go to at certain points, but as a regular practice, that's how I know what grace is. Like I understand grace conceptually from a pretty young age, but to actually know what it is on a personal experiential level, it comes from being able to just share the places that I am still really jacked up mm-hmm. on a regular basis with the people around me. So do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we will, we're going to play some cool music now and then that'll kind of get us in a little bit of a, a good space to be able to kind of go enter into this reflective time of confession here together. Well, we're going to do something a little bit different here and have this space to sort of begin to reflect and and confess together to try and enter into God's presence here together. And as we get started, I encourage you just to find um, a comfortable spot. This isn't going to last super long, but just a comfortable spot, maybe a pen and something to write on. Um, And as we are kind of moving through this, um, there may be places that you find that that the Lord kind of brings to mind places where you need to seek restoration with someone around you, um, as well as just things that would be good for you to confess to others and not just to God. So maybe have that in your mind as we're going through here and even be able to write those things down as we go. We want to begin by acknowledging God's presence, by just declaring and proclaiming that God is living and active, that he is working among us, and that he is here with us. And so just take a second, maybe even spend some time in thanksgiving, thanking God for the things that he's done, for the ways that you've seen him move, just becoming attuned um, to the Holy Spirit and to God's presence around you. As we kind of continue on here, um, we want to begin to just bring to mind some of God's character, um, to focus in on His graciousness, His His patience, His delight in being with us, His steadfastness in pursuing us. Just kind of sit and receive those things and hold those things in your mind here.
We're now going to move into our time of confessional prayer. So as we're walking through this, we'll take some time to reflect, to consider. And as we do, just having a pen, having your phone nearby to jot down some specific things that come to mind um, as we walk through this confessional where a very generalized confession um, might be a little less painful, but within the specificity is where God will really ignite some inner healing. So we'll begin with our confessional now. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And apart from your grace, there is no help in us. As things are coming to mind that we want to confess and ask God for forgiveness for, um, I want us to just begin to uh, visualize God, our Good Shepherd, coming alongside us and, and lifting those things up off of us, taking those things that we're confessing off of our shoulders, off of our hearts, um, picking those things up. To a time of finishing our confessional, asking for restoration um, for living a righteous life. O oh Lord, have mercy upon us. Restore all those who are penitent according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O oh most merciful Father, for his sake that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. As you're thinking about the things that the Lord has lifted off, now consider replacing those, restoring those things with what we know to be true, what he declares about us, and what we can depend on when it comes to him.
Amen. Well, we're going to end this time with um, a kind of a spirit of joy and delight receiving that forgiveness and that restoration from the Lord. Traditionally, at the end of a time of confession, there is something called an assurance of pardon. And one of the traditional assurances of pardon, um, which is just this way of saying, we are certain that God has forgiven us, that he is making us new. Um, one of those traditional assurances is from Psalm 103. And so receive this now as an assurance that God has forgiven you and that he is making you new right now. Psalm 103, 1 to 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, and he satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed 